beautiful beings and welcome back. I am Karina Paz. And I'm Zoe Dane. And this week we're going to get sensual. <laughs> Which is great. I actually came into this hoping that I was going to tap into my sensuality from, from last week. And I could not just get in it. And I felt a little let down by myself that I didn't do the assignment and I wasn't ready to talk about this. And then I realized, no, because the point is I want to be the receptive of this energy from you, from mm. Zoe, um, to just, you know, really tap into what you're so great at. And this is one of those things that I think is your bread and butter. So help me <laughs> get back into my sensuality. Let yeah. dive in. Okay, beautiful. I love that we just started it off this way because we can speak directly into that. Mm. What was blocking you from tapping into your sensuality this week? You know, what's interesting is that I've been trying to really unpack that. And I heard something yesterday about money blocks. And at the end of it, it said, and, you know, a really big money block, it affects all your health, especially your sex life, especially your sexuality. And I realized like, yes, that's so intertwined right now because I'm so stressed about finances and my future and where everything is going that I don't feel like I can release anywhere because I'm so tied up in trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. And it's probably now that I'm talking out loud, it feels like I'm tapped in so much to my masculinity of trying to figure out how to take care of myself. There's no free flowiness in me. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it feels very blocked right it now. Makes me want to stop the podcast and get you in your body. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that, but let's talk through that okay. because there's so many other women. Right. I can benefit from that as well. Right. And that's the thing is like, so there's the cerebral aspect of it, which we'll go, we'll go into right now, like us just talking about it. The cerebral aspect of trying to get into your sensuality, mm. of trying to do something to get there, mm -hmm. is actually so contra contradicting to being in that state of sensual surrender. Yes, yes. Ding, ding, ding. That's which, exactly what I'm feeling. It's the act of doing. Like, I got to do it. I'm not letting anything come organically, so it's already... A mental block right and I feel that that's something that we are undoing as a society as a collective as the feminine mm -hmm. because that mindset of we need to be doing something to be productive or we some things need to look a certain way there needs to be a certain structure it's almost like we've lost trust in ourselves to fully drop into our bodies mm -hmm. and fully drop into the moment and actually open to pleasure. Mm. There's so much shame around pleasure that I, I, I talk to a lot of women who feel the shame around pleasure. Oh, absolutely. And we discuss this all the time about how our upbringings, upbringings are so polar opposite where there, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there was so much freedom within your sexuality growing into your womanhood and I was the word shame is beautiful that's what I was taught very early on about my body to be just ashamed of my power with my femininity and that began with sexuality 
And you grew up in a religious... Mm, right. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. And that was... Which is interesting because I was taught, you know, not to be like the whore Mary Magdalene. And it's so beautifully intertwined of what we're speaking into and who that who she resonates so deeply with you is just wild, beautiful to under to like get to understand, uncover those layers from this aspect now growing in through religion and seeing it one way and understanding that she was a symbol for our freedom with our sensuality mm. and how they just castrated her for that. Mm. You know, it's so beautiful that you're talking about that because, um, well, as we know, Mary Magdalene's energy is really sweeping through the collective mm -hmm. in this sexual, sensual reclamation. Um, and I grew up with no religious background. And um, so for those of you listening, I actually, my boyfriend, my partner, just set up my old desktop in my room. And this old desktop has so many pictures of me from my past when I was just super, um, you can say liberated, but you know, I really used my sexuality, uh, not in healthy ways. I was not healthy with my sexuality. I knew that there was a lot of power in it. Mm. I, I knew I was powerful in that energy and I did not wield it responsibly. Mm -hmm. And so now going through the portal of transformation and spiritual awakening, there, there were points in my spiritual awakening where I was like, oh no, I need to close off my sexuality. Interesting. I, I shouldn't be wearing makeup and I shouldn't wear things that reveal my body. And it's almost like I started to hide myself mm -hmm. and my true self and was putting these spiritual shackles on myself. Um, with the, with the interpretation that that's not spiritual, you know, really like feeding into the narrative of, and subscribing to the narrative of sexuality and spirituality being so disconnected from each other. Mm -hmm. And that's now what I am starting to realize is my, or I've realized is my mm -hmm. purpose in helping women and couples, men too, mm -hmm. speaking to the hearts of men too, in bridging the gap between sexuality and spirituality. And it really took that disconnect within myself because I have always been really tapped into this energy. Mm -hmm. I've always been a very sexual, sensual being. Mm -hmm. And there was a, there was a, a long pause I guess you could say, I'm trying to articulate this in a way that, um, that the listeners can understand. So yeah, I took a break, I guess, from having that channel to the divine be so open. Mm. And in that break, I really felt like there was something missing. There was something missing and it was my, my freedom, mm. my sensual freedom, like my, the, my true essence I had like shoved down because I felt like it would not be spiritual of me to be so expressive with this energy, mm -hmm. which is why I went through the portal of reclaiming that in a way where now it is entirely for me. It's a completely different perspective that I have mm -hmm. on sex and sensuality, um, you know, right down to even my own solo self pleasure practices, mm. my, my sex magic practices that have nothing to do with my partner or with men or with the external world at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where I'm going with 
No, no, this is beautiful. I'm just curious. What is it that you feel you're tapping into when you're deeply in these practices with yourself? God. Mm. Yeah. Um, It feels like deep devotion. That's so, I just want it just occurred to me that the number one thing they would tell us in Catholic school about not masturbating and not touching ourselves is that God didn't want us to do so. Mm. So to hear that the actual truth of this, it's the connection to God is actually really frustrating to, to feel that this has been planted in us for so long to be so ashamed of connection. Right, because sex is that's what we're looking for with a partner is connection in that way, and when we're having our self pleasuring, it's the connection to the divine. Right, and that's also where we as women get to heal a lot of our shame and a lot of the the aspects of ourselves that feel disempowered being a woman. Mm-hmm. Is these self pleasure practices are really how you take your power back and how yes. you really reconnect with the divine. And, you know, if you think about orgasmic energy, the energy of orgasm. Mm-hmm. And why con- we're all so addicted to it. Well, addicted is a strong word. But <laughs> <laughs> why we all enjoy it so much, yes. right? Yes. What, what's, the, what's the feeling that gardeners up there besides the, you know, extreme pleasure? It's, it's that feeling of like <gasps> surrender to love, surrender to unconditional love. Surrender, release. Mm, mm -hmm. It's a deep release. It's cathartic. And when you do these self-pleasure practices, you know, a lot of the time what I'm doing is I'm channeling and circulating energy through my body. So I'm literally pulling that energy up so it's not just in the lower chakras anymore. Mm. Right? So when we're just focusing on our genitals mm-hmm. and when we're using and fantasizing about something that's not actually in the present moment. So for a lot of women or men, you know, there's pornography, right? But then there's also the pornography in your mind, like the, which is, I'm not like fantasies are beautiful and they've got their own kind of um, spiritual meaning and, and emotional ties to them. What I'm saying is that in these practices that I've cultivated, with myself, I am circulating this, this energy and bringing it up from my yoni and bringing that as like a golden energy moving all the way up into my womb, going through the spiral of my womb and then bringing that up into my heart, hmm. bringing it all the way up into my crown and having this like this liquid light almost hmm. just all over my body and being really present. This is what sensuality is. It's Tantra is dropping into the moment. And this came to me the other day. Tantra is flirting with infinity. Mm, beautiful. So we are touching the infinite through our the depth of our presence with everything. And self-pleasure is a beautiful practice in this because we're dropping into the deepest presence with our own life force energy, with our sexual energy, with our... Mm-hmm. With our life force, through our breath, through circulating this energy and moving it from the lower chakras all the way up so that your whole body is revitalized with your, you know, if you're a woman listening to this, your Shakti energy that comes from your yoni and moves all the way up into your womb. Like, it's so empowering 
to remember that you can cultivate this for yourself and you and, and it's also extremely healing. So after I do some shadow work or a deep emotional purge or I'm feeling stuck and I need to emotionally purge, mm-hmm. sometimes I will purge emotionally while I'm in the self-pleasure practice. Mm, how so? Because it's a meditation. So I'm in the practice. I'm really present with what my body needs and where it wants to be touched Mm. and what kind of love it needs and I tune out the entire world and tune into my inner world Mm. into my temple and sometimes I'll realize that there's sadness sitting somewhere or that my womb is holding on to something Mm -hmm. and I can cry in that moment and feel held by this energy and just whatever needs to come through comes through and I remember when I first started doing this It was hard for me to not fantasize about a man, about some kind of masculine energy or some kind of erotic fantasy. And now the entire experience is like the presence with that energy circulating through my body becomes, the entire experience becomes orgasmic. Mm -hmm. Because it's like breathing into every little micro pleasure as its own little orgasm and letting that just... And then deepening your breath and also audibly exhaling. Like we hold so much. Oh, God, yeah. I had to just release. You even just reminded me to go. Yeah. Here, even right now, if we just take a deep breath into our womb and hold our womb and let our belly expand with air. And then release audibly from your womb. So in the practice, it's a lot of doing that, realizing where you're holding back Mm. and and in that space of intimacy with yourself, allowing yourself to voice things, Mm. speaking things out loud. What are you wanting to manifest? Hold on to the image of what you're wanting to manifest while you're circulating this energy through your Mm -hmm. body, because this is the most magnetic energy in in the entire universe. It's the most creative energy in the entire universe. Mm -hmm. So if you can get clear on a vision or something you want, you're channeling this through your body. And especially if you're holding that vision or that image right at the peak of orgasm, Mm -hmm. like you are sending out a really powerful prayer to the universe. Yes, (laughs) which I can attest to. I've done before where it's the moment of the climax is where I really start to get clear with what I am bringing in to my outer world. What am I harnessing from my inner world that wants to be recognized or seen in my outer world and it's the most powerful moment to do so because it's when I'm the most focused (laughs) Really, it's like oh I'm here and I am enjoying this oh right since I'm enjoying this let's try to bring other things I want to enjoy exteriorly as well in my outer world and and kind of like muster up this energy all, not all the time, you know, that's not possible, but as much as possible to have these orgasmic experiences just through living here on, on earth. And and I remember you saying earlier that you've been having such a sensual week. You were peeling a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> just now, yeah. And, and saying like everything's been so sensual. So now explain to me how that's, you know, shown up everywhere else besides a self-pleasuring practice right just like you said the goal you know or I guess there's no goal but it's ideal to have that practice like drip out into your everyday life Mm. so that is a big practice daily practice of mine 
is to find the pleasure and have like live life in this orgasmic frequency, the frequency of fluidity of mm. sensuality where I notice when my mind is trying to figure out the next move or have some sort of structure or implement this. And like, there's this like forceful energy of like what's next and mm-hmm. like needing to know and needing to have like check things off my to-do list. If I notice I'm doing that, that even gets to be a tantric practice of dropping in, recognizing that that's how I'm functioning, accepting it, and then somehow diverting my attention back into this present moment. So here, let me try to explain this. Mm-hmm. So like, say I'm sitting at my computer and I'm trying to, right now I'm working on this program. Mm-hmm. I cannot force this program to come through me by sitting down and going, okay, Zoe, now you're going to work on it. That's not how I operate. Mm. It's like I operate through my body being so embodied in this vessel and feeling amazing in it. So that's my priority. So if I notice that I'm in that more masculine framework without my feminine being fully nourished and without feeling like I'm in that frequency of deliciousness, of ecstasy, because mm-hmm. that's that's our natural state of being is ecstasy. That's Christ consciousness. Mm. So Christ and Mary Magdalene, they had a deeply tantric union. And that tantra, like that, oh, I just saw a little flicker of light. That, that tantric path was the path of unconditional love that they walked. Mm. So, and, and I feel that's why they were such powerful alchemists is because of that connection to their, their sexual energy mm-hmm. and to sensuality in general mm-hmm. and, and Christ consciousness, that unconditional love is finding the, the pleasure in, in everything and that not being hedonistic, but it being like, wait, we're here on earth to enjoy this life and like, so, okay, back to that. When I notice that I'm in that more masculine framework without fully nourishing my feminine, I will literally come over to this rug and run my fingers through it while I'm so present with every micro sensation happening. And then I will mm. run that energy, it's all energy, up into my body. And then actually, instead of just touching my body, because I could just go like this, mm-hmm. I am deeply present with how how it's feeling and how it wants to be touched. And this is sensuality is like merging with the moment, merging with the rug, going on a walk in nature and seeing the beauty of nature and realizing that that beauty is in you too. And reaching out and like even touching nature and merging with her. And like lately, because I've been I guess going on more walks, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just see how erotic nature is. Mm. The innocence of eroticism. Like I see a tree and I just see like a woman's figure in it. And it's not sexual in the way that we've made sex out to be as mm-hmm. a society. We really desensitize the sacredness of sex and yeah. pornography. And a heightened sense of perversion and a lot of things as well. Well, because sex is so suppressed. Mm. That energy is so suppressed that it's now become perverted. And I love what you said about the innocence because I was uh, seeing some of your photos earlier and telling you obviously how beautiful and radiant you are, but the the innocence within your sensuality really shone through in those pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's what you're saying with nature, like this eroticism, but this just beautiful innocence of just being. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm also curious to hear, because you were saying, just watching you do this and seeing how slow you were going and just seeing how slow. I'm like, do you think there's a connection between slowing things down and sensuality? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's just about being present. Right. And when we slow down, even our words, like mm-hmm. I'm talking pretty fast in this. But if you can drop in, right, it's, it's the slowing down and also the relaxation helps you tap into sensuality. Mm. So taking a bath and massaging your body with oil and dancing and just dropping in, yes, the slowing down in your movements when you're dancing, mm-hmm. slowing down being like seaweed, fluidity, like water, mm. and... And just becoming super present. And this is something that you can do with, like, I've been doing it with objects lately. Like, I'm doing it right now with a lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it with a lampshade. But then then you can, like, feel this love coming out of you because mm. there's this intentionality with it. And this is how we get to be, you know, in our day-to-day life. And then this is how we get to be with our lover. Mm-hmm. Mm. This, bringing this sensuality with a partner is you know sensuality is 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 the activation of all of your senses which is the activation of you being in human form mm-hmm. and like really feeling being a human mm-hmm. and a lot of people and a lot of women are very disconnected from their bodies so this yes. can seem like a foreign concept to those listening or to anybody who is not fully in their body, mm-hmm. or who doesn't, if you don't feel safe, if there's something that you're not releasing, like there's so many ways that, you know, if, if we're in our heads, uh-huh. we have a lot of thoughts going on, chances are we are not dropped in. Mm-hmm. And our head, it's, it's so funny because once we're in that space, it's kind of like we're like walking around like we're like these floating heads. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I was um, listening to an Aaron Dowdy podcast this week where he was saying he notices that a lot of people who are so tapped into their spirituality always want to live in the higher chakras. Mm -hmm. And that sounds about in alignment with what you were saying when you were in your spiritual awakening where you felt you needed to put it away because you weren't connected to your lower chakras. You weren't grounded. A lot of spiritual people think, now I understand, because when you were saying, like, I don't get why you would close that off. But it's so understandable now because you were tapped in to the higher realms or to the higher energy, but disconnecting to what grounds us here in the embodiment, what reminds us that we are humans. Even though we're spirits in this human form, you have to remember we are here to experience the human aspect of it. Mm. I'm so happy you touched on that because when I was in my, my spiritual awakening, I was very disconnected from Mm -hmm. my lower chakras. And because I was seeking so much spiritual enlightenment, I was not in my body. Yeah. And it's like I was having these sleep paralysis experiences, Mm -hmm. which I now interpret as me going... Actually, someone else helped me understand that when I was doing this, I was going out into the cosmos because it it was almost like a, a humbling experience to my human self to be brought back into my body in a way where I'm like just witnessing that I have a body, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, being on the spiritual path, if we're not, so my biggest awakening was not a spiritual one. It was my human awakening. Brilliant. But it was weaving 
my understanding of spirituality and spirit and divinity Mm -hmm. into my humanity. Mm -hmm. And that's how I access heaven on earth. And that's the reconnect within ourselves. The bridge. Yes. Is sex and spirituality. Mm. Because they are one and the same. Yes. So as long as those two things are disconnected, we will be living in a really fucked up society. Yeah. I'm not even going to say that. No, it's true. (laughs) And with, you know, women tapping into their femininity again, it's such a foreign thing to allow ourselves to just be these sensual beings. And I'll even like be vulnerable in the sense that I think one of the things that happened this week was having sex with my boyfriend and rushing him out of it. And I was so in my mask and be like, okay, I don't have time. Like, because I was so in my head about all the worries and stress and realizing how, like, how crazy is that? That this is the moment I live for to connect with my partner who I love so much and I wanted it to be over because I had all these other worries in my mind. And then the next day I felt so ashamed that I wasn't more feminine, that I wasn't more by like, you know, by just saying I wasn't more into it. So what's wrong with me? Why is it that I can't just surrender? And I think it's just a remembering of who I am and and allowing myself to do that. And since meeting you, I feel like I've definitely reconnected to that. And there's just, you have such a wealth of knowledge that you clearly live this path and are so passionate about it. And this is part of your program of reconnecting that for women. And I show, and I'm sure later on for men and, and, and just having people reconnect that bridge between spirituality and sensuality. And I wanted to see if you would give us some like, little nuggets of what it is your course entails and where you know how how you get into that Mm, yeah so the course that I am feeling very guided to create right now that is in its birthing process is called rose gold alchemy and basically it's everything that I've been learning over the past three years about alchemy like alchemizing the dense energies of our past, of shame, Mm. of guilt, of whatever it is that we're still holding on to, Mm -hmm. into gold through our yonis, through our wombs, through our hearts. Mm. And to me, the rose is so symbolic of the heart opening in a woman. And just being the symbol of of divinity. Mm -hmm. And so in this course... We're going to be working with Mary Magdalene's energy and the three core Magdalene wounds, which I think we've spoken about on the podcast, but the three core Magdalene wounds are are the bitch wound, the witch wound, and the whore wound. And to me, the whore wound has to do with bridging spirituality and sexuality and reclaiming that for ourselves, that sovereign reclamation of sensuality and sexuality. And the whore wound, or the, sorry, the bitch wound has to do with our sovereignty. Mm has to do with being sovereign unto ourselves completely and speaking our truth. No more playing this subservient role of the feminine where we feel like, you know, there's there's some kind of socially acceptable way to be as a woman. Mm-hmm. If you read Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, which I recommend any woman read that book, 
I mean, it just wakes up your wild woman sovereignty. Mm. Like, you're like, wait, yeah, this is what I feel. Because, you know, the feminine has a wild soul. I believe in every woman, there is that wild woman Mm -hmm. that she talks about. And every woman longs on some level to connect with that part of themselves. But it's been so, it's been so shamed by society for so long for women to be that powerful mm-hmm. to be that outspoken mm-hmm. so there's that wound and then the other one's the witch wound which is you know connecting to our intuition doing ritual magic sex magic connecting with our menstruation connecting with the cycles of the moon you know and but but really the alchemy is bridging the gap between sexuality and spirituality through the human body because as much as we seek this esoteric knowledge and wisdom Mm -hmm. as much as we're seeking the more we're seeking and grabbing for and looking outside of ourselves the more we're missing god we're missing the whole picture because the connection to divinity happens through our human body Mm. yes your temple your body and this is where we get to serve and be grateful and give thanks for this experience by reconnecting and embodying and being so grateful that we're in this body. Mm. That brings that brings us to, you know, when you're exploring your sensuality and, and like you said with your partner, you know, there was that that goal. There was there was a time frame. Mm-hmm. So it's taking all of that off the table. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always recommend or I like to recommend first to women to cultivate this practice with themselves first. Because I'm in a yeah. partnership, I'm in a relationship, but I, I do my self-pleasure quite often. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, it's, it, it's like my meditation. Mm. And it also helps me cultivate my own feminine energy and play in it. Because every one of us, every woman has her own feminine expression. Mm-hmm. Like, the things that make you feel like a goddess might not be the same things that make me feel like a goddess. You know? And so it's like, it's like getting curious about your femininity Mm -hmm. is like dating yourself. What scents do you like? What, do you like vanilla or do you like strawberry scented candles? Right. Or do you like floral scented candles? You know, what, get down to the specifics. What kind of flowers do you like to surround yourself with? How present can you be when you're eating a really rich, decadent meal that you've prepared for yourself? God, I just realized right now that I eat fast, (laughs) that I eat so fast too. Just everything in my life right now is about hurry up and get to the next thing. And that's why I feel so disconnected from my femininity because that's not what femininity is about. And also I will say that happens. Mm. It happens to me. And I catch myself and I go, ooh. Okay, you know, it's just about catching yourself when you do it. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, because yeah. that's part of letting go of the shame too. Surrounded everything is feeling so ashamed of doing things wrong. In that moment, right. let it go. Mm. Ha- have a dialogue with your inner masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that you're you really taking center stage right now. Okay, I got this. My feminine's got this. And just in that moment, beginning again. Mm. Taking a deep breath, slowing down. Like I said, if I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get shit done and it's not working, I'll come over here and stroke my pillow. Like something to just bring me back into my senses, into my body. Mm -hmm. Because the more we try to force our agenda on life, the less life can move and pour through us. 
and the less we're actually going to be able to enjoy the experience and mm-hmm. magnetize the things that we need from our feminine. Mm-hmm. So that's the paradox is we think we have all these things to do and we have all these agendas, but once we like put the agenda aside and make our top priority our embodiment, mm-hmm. dropping in deeply and feeling expressed in our deepest essence and if our deepest essence is a feminine essence like feeling expressed and empowered in that no matter what age or shape or color whatever you are yes feeling that from the inside out that's when all the doing starts to become pleasurable Mm. it's the balance really Mm -hmm. but if you're so depleted from that side it's gonna obviously the other one's gonna run operate everything else So it's nice to hear you say that tapping into your sensual practices is what's what I'm hearing is helping you become a better person. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's just so much shame around sensuality that really needs to be deprogrammed. Right. And I do want to also clarify that sensuality and sexuality, I know that I've kind of like merged merged them because... For me, they both play a very intrinsic part of my my everyday life, but they are not the same. Mm-hmm. Sensuality is the activation and the exploration and enjoyment of your five senses or your, your mm. sixth sense to your mm-hmm. intuition in this earthly realm. And that doesn't have to do with sex. Like sensuality can be taking a hot bath, dancing, and just touching your body. Anything that activates your your senses mm-hmm. so aesthetically you know aromatically um kinesthetically when you're feeling all any of those things so it's like exploring the different textures that's why my room is covered in fuzzy everything yeah that's why i have <laughs> robes that hang on my my walls mm-hmm. because i curated this space to be sensual yes according to what activates my senses yeah and I will say you've done a very good job. <laughs> very, It's so apparent how you truly live what you preach. And I think that's what's really fascinating about what you're, you know, going to offer in this course is that, you know, when I hear you say this, I work with uh, MDMA from time to time to when you say, when you're talking about sensuality and ecstasy, the thing that comes to mind is when I'm on that medicine and and you can use it as a medicine right but we're oversaturated in rave culture and what that and and ecstasy in itself of just being present and everything feels good and I just want to kiss everybody and I want to touch everybody but how do we cultivate that without needing that I love I love tapping into that when I need it but I want to understand how to cultivate that within my everyday not just for certain moments dance Mm. Listen to your body. It's like the head will tell us all of these things that we should be doing, all these ways that we should be doing, mm-hmm. even our self-care practices. Mm. That becomes super heady. And it's like a big practice, even lately, a big practice has been in the morning when I feel that thought, even this morning, a thought went, oh, I don't have anything scheduled today. And then there was one little like thought that was like, what am I going to do? And then I went, it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, there's another part of it. It's like, it's going to unfold. And I immediately grabbed my gratitude journal mm-hmm. and just was like laying down. And I'm like, my mind can go one of two ways. 
it can start to it can start to create stories which takes me out of my body mm. or I can utilize this moment right here to anchor into my now moment my reality and write and 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 anchor it through my writing so I like looked around and I'm like oh I live in this beautiful home the weather's really nice and I'm laying in this cloud bed and I'm my own boss and I get to do whatever the fuck I want today. <laughs> it's so funny because when we wake up in the morning, that's the, that is the first thought to catch is when we wake up in the morning, uh, that's going to set the trajectory of the day. So mm. if you're like in this loop of what am I going to do or how am I going to do it? Or, Oh, I'm dreading this day. Then, you know, your inner predator, so to say, mm-hmm has hijacked your energetics Mm. so it's like in the morning you tell you you god i'm trying to like no it makes so much sense why so many people are in jobs that they hate because at the very least somebody's telling them what to do they don't have to fiend for themselves of figuring out what do i do today that even comes down to like going on youtube and doing a yoga Uh, class right so like that's something that i do quite frequently Mm -hmm. and as of the last couple weeks I'm like how deep can I go with my own intuition Mm. like completely on not needing to do guided meditations not needing to do anything that's guided Mm -hmm. that's just channeled through you completely just dropping in and that's embodiment you think oh absolutely it's it's remembering and reclaim like it's the re re remembering Mm mm-hmm Members, there's our bodies, members, right? right? Like reattaching ourselves to the intelligence of our body. Mm. Mm. And this is where social media can be a little tricky is if you don't have boundaries around social media, you can really start to energetically weave into other people's timelines and frameworks. And then it's, it's really easy to lose your own energetics in that Yes. And I'm speaking into that because that happened to me recently and I've been taking Mm. a bit of a detox and Mm -hmm. like setting strong boundaries around when I go on it. Mm -hmm. I want to be contributing when I go on it. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, maybe peruse for like a minute or two, but it's really easy. We have so many distractions. Oh gosh, yes. The ultimate mastery is to be able to tune all of that out and really tune into the deepest part of yourself. And that happens moment to moment. Yeah. And I think the balance of learning how to not be so trapped into AI or technology and also not you don't have to be a monk meditating in Tibet all your life. What is the balance between that that we can bring into our lives? The practice of presence, of, mm. of tantra, mm. of, of not resisting anything that's happening, like fully accepting every moment Mm. even when things aren't going your way it's like dropping (laughs) into the okay what's unfolding here what's trying to emerge from this how can I drop in what's being asked of me right now and it's like this continual like every moment gets to be the meditation Mm. your entire life becomes a meditation every movement gets to be a prayer every Mm. dance becomes a prayer it all just becomes a dance with you and the divine and also I want to speak into that because that's a very masculine practice is to just sit in meditation and like into that infinite nothingness. Uh-huh. But the feminine, the more spiritual feminine energetic practices are movement. So mm-hmm. like, uh, speaking of sensuality, 
we all have an erotic nature to us. Absolutely. It's about allowing yourself to really explore it on your own without needing Mm. that validation from a partner or anyone. So like how, how far into your own eroticism, right? In even the most innocent way, can you allow yourself to play when you're by yourself? Mm. And that's like, you can utilize anything in your environment. Like these are all just three dimensional objects, but we're all connected. Yes. And it, and when you say play, it's not just about our own sexual play, just allowing ourselves to play. Play. Yes. It's like, have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. To be childlike and, and appreciating and, and all, you know, all like of, of what's around us. I feel like sensuality is very playful mm. and childlike. Mm-hmm. That energy. That's that innocence. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And that's a lot of the demystification of sex is going to really help heal the collective. Agreed. Yeah, and I feel like that's the path we're on right now. And even hearing this can feel really overwhelming <laughs> to try to implicate that in our life and um, take this on and feel like, oh, how am I going to do this? But I think this is why there's a heightened um, need for coaches to help you because it's so much, it's learning to connect with others too that we're in this together. And I think this is. Such a beautiful package that you're offering with the Rose Gold Alchemy. It's just really amazing to help. The more we learn how to have our sovereignty and and make peace with so many of our traumas and just be embodied and learn how to be who we're meant to be, that's what's going to change the world. Absolutely. Yeah. It's living from soul integrity and also reclaiming our erotic innocence, mm. erotic mm-hmm. spirituality. Thank you for sharing that. And I, yeah, I want to also say to the listeners, I, all of this just poured out of me. I'm like, there's so much that I could, there's so much I could go into here. Like each one of these could be their own little podcast episodes, but, um, really connecting with your sensuality is just connecting with your sensations. We mm-hmm. become sensationally curious, curious mm. about the things that actually activate you and feel good to you. And also start to explore this really for you. It's not for anybody else. This is sensual sovereignty is, like I was saying earlier, what textures feel good on your skin? What do you want to sleep on? You're, you know, you're sleeping, you spend half your life in your bed Mm -hmm. pretty much. What do you want? Do you want satin sheets? Like give yourself those things because, and, and also your environment, your, wherever you're spending the most time is actually affecting you on an energetic level. It's either turning you on or turning you off visually and, and um, aesthetically. So start to explore what things bring you joy. Mm. Because the things that bring you joy bring you a sense of pleasure. So it's like, what colors do you like to have around, you know, going through your closet and getting rid of anything that doesn't actually feel good to you anymore? Like you're, you're here to enjoy this human experience there's, you don't have space for mediocrity. You're here right. to really enjoy it and give give that to yourself. Gift that to yourself. No one's going to come and hand it all to you without your 
initiation of it. Like no one can come and and give you the things that you don't even know that you desire or want. Um, So yeah, really gift that to yourself. Really start to get curious about, you know, your own body, about, about how you can be more intimate with yourself. Yes. Lighting a candle at dinner playing you know jazz music I've been doing that a lot lately have you jazz music and candlelight lately (laughs) and really soak it all in because when you're really present you're really soaking it all in and you're feeling really good in your body you can feel the presence of the divine with you Mm. beautiful as you said the power is within you but if you need help that's what we're here for yeah and that's what Miss Zoe Dane is doing so beautifully. So if this feels like something you really want to explore and expand on, look into Rose Gold Alchemy and do yourself a favor and op- open up this journey. And I assure you, I put everything on my life that you are not going to regret working with Zoe. Mm-hmm. So Thank you so much for, like you were saying earlier, like we have, we can expand so much within so many episodes, but I think we'll, we're just starting. We're beginning that journey. And I feel like you're going to be able to expand that within your own courses and your presence and, and there's a lot more juiciness coming up. So thank you for, for taking on this journey. Mm, Oh, and thank you for promoting the course. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited. I know, no, I. It is. It is my honor to because I'm telling you, like I've been through so many spiritual healers, intuitives, psychics, and and they've all helped along the way. But one of the greatest gifts in my life is this friendship I have with Zoe. So if you can, if everyone can have a piece of that energy, Mm. you do yourself a favor, and it's just such a beautiful experience to find someone that's truly passionate about helping you yeah this is a deep journey my loves it's it's so much deeper than just obviously sensuality and Mm -hmm. and, you know the the juiciness of it that is the that is the reward Mm. of diving deep into the places that you know you don't really want to look and it is really helpful to have someone there holding the space who's been through it yes Who's, who's done this, who, who can see you and meet you where you are and speak into um, what you're expanding into. And that is that is what we're here to do. Yeah, so. to help and teach and lead by example and just support each other. <laughs>